Okay, you guys, let's do this. It's gonna be so professional. Okay. Like, so professional. Here we go. Welcome to the Lab Support Podcast with your host, Michelle Van Dusen and June Colson, a couple of clean comedians who support each other and others through comedy's wacky and winding roads. I hope you're ready. Get set. Let's go. So podcasts have a catchy tune. We wrote this song for Michelle and June. Clean comedians are best friends too. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and you never know what they'll say or do. podcast. Jude, what I, is the deal with the red hat? What are you doing? I heard we had a dress code for this episode. <laughs> oh, yes. So, that's right. No, no, we, we do. Black tie, black tie, but that's a red hat. A little different. Isn't that part of the fanciness? Isn't that part of the... No? Is this not... I was working really hard on getting my outfit changed, and I got... I got the armpit string hanging out, the dogs in the back. For those of you who, um, uh, first of all, let me welcome you. Welcome to the Laugh Support Podcast, the award-winning podcast. I'm your host, June Colson, here with my best friend, Michelle. With I don't know why I'm speaking like this, because I have a ball gown on. Michelle with a 1L, Van Dusen, and... Um, <laughs> Michelle, Michelle, as we we were getting started, she said our guest had asked earlier, um, is there a dress code for the podcast? You know, yeah, um, and so uh, she, you said black tie, and I, I, I thought I thought we should get our fancy pants on. So I'm right now. June is wearing a gray um, dress that her cousin gave her. I've got sequins on my shoulders, some sequins earrings. And I think this is like a little Matilda hat from the 1800s. I'm not sure. So, and Michelle, that's more like a priest collar. Michelle just put her priest collar on. So, but now I'm like, I don't know if this is appropriate. It's a clean comedy podcast. I don't have what it takes to uh, keep this together. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> this, this, this oh, it's sock. gloss. This is a sock oh. that um, is uh, cut off. So. Now nice. it looks like I've I've been injured. <laughs> oh my goodness, Michelle. Uh, Michelle, I have so many okay. different hats I could wear though. I could. I've got so many. Yeah, hats. you could. You have I a do. lot you of You know hats. what else I could I could just put on my um um when we interviewed Sally. There you go. And that, that, that now goes with the I voice. could wear this VRL. But okay, and then I <laughs> I was carrying boxes and I have bruises on my arms. <laughs> <laughs> bruises on my arm that's nothing says fancy like bruises so i have do you see this see it looks like a piercing see that oh it looks no michelle it looks like a hickey from here this is a no clean, no 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 it's a clean it's, comedy it, podcast it's I'm a not hole sure. in my neck no it's a hole uh, it's a tiny tiny little hole that was created by a kitten's foot the kitten's claw is this mr fox 
Yes, Michelle, you Mr. love that cat. You love mm -mm. that cat. No, yes, you do. No, no. Mr. Fox uh, was playing nicely on the floor, on the ground, and he decided he wanted to be higher, taller. So he just jumps up on me and starts to climb, but his little <gasps> claw got stuck. I had to like pull it out. And I'm like, huh? So, you know, of course, all good wound care people know you got to make sure that it bleeds if you ever have puncture. If you get a puncture wound, you got to make sure it bleeds so that the stuff doesn't stay in you it's got to come out what? so okay first yeah, of all I, never take advice from a couple of chicks doing a podcast called laugh support it ain't life support and i've lived with emts and paramedics my whole life and i've never heard them say dude if you got a wound just let her bleed let her bleed no because sometimes you get punctures and they don't bleed and that's when you get like the the major issues with infections and things like that. So it has to bleed a little bit. Okay. So I had to make sure that it was going to bleed, you know, because uh, cats' feet are filthy. So they I don't care. Yeah, they got they dirty, dirty little, little feet. feet. But and again, it was, it was, friends, it was just stuck. make sure that awful. you go with you know WebMD or something before you. <laughs> Michelle yeah, and no, June. Go to the medical advice. Anyway, so I have a puncture wound in my neck. <laughs> I this can't is get this over is... this string under my arm. <laughs> you, you gotta, you gotta. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's that's. Did I describe uh, what I'm wearing again, folks? June's in a ball gown with a tiara, some glitter on her shoulders, some glitter earrings because I heard black tie affair, and I haven't got to wear a ball gown since. Well, I, 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 I brought when. I brought the White House. I brought yes. the White House to to to, to show black tie you know do like i look fancy stuff. do i look fancy enough to go to a, a soiree at the i don't even know what that word means at the <laughs> white house that just seems like a fancy word you may look fancy um mm -hmm. um i was just you know what you you're missing one thing for your fancy outfit <laughs> if you don't talk while you're there they won't know you're from kentucky no, I'm just well, what's joking. wrong with me from Kentucky? The last thing that's going to be a problem at the White House is a hillbilly, okay? Like, I'm not a political person, but I feel like maybe they need a few hillbillies up there. We might get no, straightened out. I, I apologize. Kentuckians are just as smart as the rest of us. Um <laughs> We, we, we've got them air learnings just like everybody else does. Look, I want to show you my fancy shoes though, because with, if you're wearing a ball gown, you got to wear sweatpants and some, um, uh-oh, these are my husband's new tennis shoes. Don't tell him I'm wearing them. They got pink on them. We wear Those the same. No, they're orange. They just look pink in there. They're orange. They look pink. Yeah, I'm we wear the same size pink. shoe. And so when he gets new tennis shoes, I steal his running shoes. But he, you know, he's real supportive of this podcast. He'll never watch this episode. So it doesn't even matter. Like I could be wearing his suit right now. He's never gonna see it. He loves me. He He'll loves me. Okay, Michelle, real quick before yes. we okay. before we get started. Okay. Um, we talked about so my mama, my mama who passed away, we're going mm -hmm. through all the stuff at her house, and right. um, she has she collected everything she collected so many yes. things you never know what you're gonna find and the other night <laughs> my son okay first i'll show you this you're gonna love this okay this is um, okay. okay so i found this the other day that you're gonna love you're gonna be so jealous no you can't have it because it's going on my table behind me look, look. okay <gasps> dun, 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 dun. it's a miss piggy mug oh so look cool look at her Ooh, so cool Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put you solo there. Oh my gosh! Isn't she Look cool? At that. 
Look you can see that. in the background my Fozzie picture, and I've got my my little uh, yep. Fozzie Bear Lego that Michelle gave me. And now, and now I have a Miss Piggy mug. I have a. I love I her. A, I love her. I love it. I love that it. That's cool? fantastic. Okay, I have and a then, Miss Piggy um, oh, Lego that I'll just put over here by the White House now. So what? I, so what I'm holding up for those who are listening and not watching us, um, it's it's a coffee mug, but it's kind of it's smaller than a regular coffee mug, and it's Miss Piggy's face, and she's got a cute yep. little hat yep. on and and all that. Okay, so I was like, oh, okay, Miss Piggy's coming home with me. But I then, then oh, at one there's more. The morning, yes, at one o'clock in the morning. Okay, my son is leaned over my bed, and I hear, Mom, psst, Mom, hey, Mom. Is this little bear? And I open my eyes. <laughs> little bear is is my That's was my dope. mom and dad's dog. Okay, little bear oh, was okay. Little bear was a long haired chihuahua. He passed away um, about a month before mom passed away, and um, he was everything to my mom. Just mom, just love little bear. And I hear, is this little bear? Is this little bear? Which is a dead dog. So I'm afraid <laughs> to open my eyes. <laughs> But I do, and he's hanging this over my face. Okay, <laughs> do you see That's socks? Those are socks. It's socks. It's with these the stretchy pantyhose yeah. type material socks with my mom's dog's face on it. And he <laughs> oh, goes, so that is little bear. I love it, it is little bear. He goes, Aww. why? Why do you have socks with mom's dead dog on it <laughs> or Mo's dead dog on it? And I was like, oh, buddy. Oh, I, I, so we were cleaning out and my dad finds these. This was a Christmas gift that Bobby Joe, my sister, gave to my mom. And, I love it. and so they had never been used. They were in this little package because because oh. mom just she couldn't wear them. But it was just a sweet little gift that my sister gave. And my dad goes, hey, June Buggy. Why don't you take the little bear socks and wear it to one of your comedy skits? Yes, you should do like, that. Like, yes, Dad, that'd be great. But Bobby Joe bought the little bear socks. You should give the <laughs> little bear socks to Bobby Joe. And he goes, oh, well, why don't you take them home and you give them to her later? Um, Bobby won't Re take the little bear nice. socks. She's not going to take the little bear socks. So at some point in one of my cute little comedy sketches um, this winter while I'm wearing long jeans and a pair of boots, I'm going to wear the little bear socks. But, but 1 a.m., my poor, confused child was like, you have dead dog socks. <laughs> You've lost. You completely lost it. But look at me. Michelle, at 1 a.m. Clearly, clearly, I'm sane. Clearly, I've got my life together. Don't yes. you think? Yep. Yep. You totally do. You <laughs> are. Do. You're, you're well, so together. And um, it's amazing how comedy has just, you know, just circuit you know what actually it's great that you don't have your life together because that that's why you're so funny and that so? is why i'm not so yes. we get it i'm yes. together you're no <laughs> no nope. it's, it's, it's a balance it's a balance it's a balance yes i always most of my friends were blondes growing up and um but I, but i would make a joke because we had this friend named christy who was a brunette and and so you know she stood out in the group because it was one brunette and a bunch of blondes and i'm like we all have to travel with one brunette so that we don't so get, lost get pulled over <laughs> yes we gotta have <laughs> the brunette with us we gotta have somebody who's stable i had somebody one time really get on to me because i did a blonde i, I told a blonde joke about myself um, um all your jokes are blonde jokes you think so well because i'm a blonde, You're a blonde. Jokes. but they were like do you know what that's doing to the blonde population <laughs> like 
No, they don't I don't. Know. They don't know, so it's okay. I don't, and I don't care. It's fine. They don't know. They don't get Jeez. it. Jeez, I should be able to tell a joke about my about my roots. About my roots. But anyway, okay. So we speaking of roots. I don't know how that's a lead into anything. <laughs> brunettes. Okay, our guest, our guest has Italian roots. Maybe there we go. I knew hey. what I was doing here. Hey, and hopefully, hopefully she, because you clearly didn't adhere to the uh, uh, black tie attire, Michelle. Um. Oh, here she goes again. Okay, she's putting on a black tie. It's a sock, friends. It's just a cut up sock. It's not real, but that's okay. You do you, boo. You do you. <laughs> All right. So we're going to welcome our guest, Michelle, now that you're properly attired. Tell us who is on Laugh Support today. Our guest is a comedian, speaker, storyteller, producer for over 30 years. She's performed at churches, corporate venues, nonprofits. She does keynote speaking from large theaters to small venues, back to the large ones again. She's hilarious, witty, a character of all characters, and we are super blessed to have her on as a guest on the Laugh Support Podcast. Let's welcome Mary Ella Di Petrillo. Hello. Hello. Not to mention cat trainer. Oh, and oh. cat trainer. He's wow. a kitty kitty. Mary Ellen came on with an extra guest to Boris. Who have you got there with you, Mary Ellen? Take He's she's um she must like your voice. Because she's been, the minute you guys came on, she came running out. <gasps> Michelle, listen, yeah. Michelle has a, Michelle has a new kitten in her right. life and, and his name is Mr. Fox. And we believe that he has some kind of, um, psychic ability. So he may be calling cats from all over the world to attack <laughs> you, Michelle. This is, Tigger is now on board. Tigger's like, I'm looking, I'm watching. I know she's yeah. here. I don't know you why. Have no idea months, how many times I've gone to places. Like I've gone to a retreat out in the woods. There's 15 other cars there. My car, the cat is sitting on. Yeah. Yes. Like, why? I went. I, I went to pick up my husband up from his work one time, and okay. I I sit there and I'm waiting for him to to come out. I look in my rearview mirror and I see this cat crossing the street behind us. Okay, no big deal. And then now the cat's on my car. I'm like. Where is this cat? So I roll my windows back up because I'm like, I'm afraid. I'm very, very afraid. Cats must know that. They just like, oh, we like you. Mm -mm. Turn around. You got to be polite. The <laughs> cat just showed us it's hind in, Michelle. That's how much That's they it. love you. Black tie is coming off. <laughs> so, Mary Ellen, where is your ball gown? I, I, I didn't I know I was wearing a ball gown. I'm sorry. Yes. Michelle said she told you black tie. So I thought, I thought, just me? No. You really said, you yeah. know, um, did you actually read that in the, was that in the instructions? Because if you write something that's longer than a bumper sticker for me, I go off in a different direction and I don't read it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There was no, no, there was no, she said that uh, when we were talking today about who was on the show and she said, you know, she had talked to you a little bit, told you that, um, that the, that the dress code was black tie today. And oh, I was she like, didn't say that. I yes. Believe her. But of course she was kidding. <laughs> I, I just took it and ran with it. I was like, I oh, well, I'm I wish I knew I would have came out. I have a beautiful, you know, dress I could have worn, but you know, I'm, I'm in, um, I'm in Southern Florida black tie. Actually, Oh, nature's coast black tie, which is, this is it. She is wearing the black tie. She is wearing the black tie. Well, Mary Ellen, we're, we're overdressed. 
We are so excited to have you on Laugh Support today. We're so glad that that you got to be here with us. Um, Michelle and I just recently had an opportunity to do a show with Mary Ellen in Indiana. Um, connected to, have we mentioned, She's so Rhonda funny. Corey on this episode? The Rhonda, Rhonda Corey, Rhonda Corey, Rhode Island, Rhonda Corey, if we haven't Mary mentioned Ellen's her name. from Rhode Island too, right? We, we try really hard to mention uh, Rhonda Corey and then Rhonda Michelle, Corey. Michelle's sister, Trish. M Michelle Trisha, has a Trisha Boyd. Trisha, Trisha. yes. Patricia well, I call her Trish because we're, yeah. we're super Patricia tight, Trish. me and Trish are. Trish. But Rhonda Corey um, is, was our connection to you and um and man we had such a good time doing a show with you in westfield indiana you are a rock star your physical comedy was absolutely amazing at the end of the show we've talked about my cousin dina on here before um my cousin dina it was the very first time that dina had been to a comedy show and at the end of the show she was like that mary ellen <laughs> Thank you. Was my absolute favorite. She was like, oh my gosh, she had such a good time. Now, it, and just a reminder to our guests, my, my cousin Dina, she's blind. Her and um, a few of her friends uh, had to secure transportation, which is very costly for them to be able to travel. And they, they you know, spent their hard-earned money to get to this comedy show and they were absolutely blessed and you ended up being even though michelle is one of her favorites now you know my family ends up loving other people more than me that's okay that's okay but she had such a great time with you and um we know that that you and Mich that Rhonda have been friends through the comedy scene in rhode island but what we'd love to do is kind of talk about just backing up to the beginning mary ellen when you you began comedy and who you know who was there for you as you started this crazy journey into laughter thank you for having me first of all i'm so excited to be here well for me we got to go way back way way back because i started in 1985. um i actually Ooh. started at the comedy showcase in houston texas with the encouragement from my pastor at clear lake united methodist church because wow. i was funny I, we were in a singles group called Club Uno. It met every single Friday night. It was from 18 to 80, single people. And my job was assimilation. So I would introduce all the new people coming into the group. We would have about, not kidding, 100 people meet every Friday night. And I would get up and introduce all the new people. And I was funny. Then we went on a Christian retreat, a singles retreat, and I found myself standing on a tree stump and Reverend Martha was watching me and they were all around me. And I was just talking about being single and being a Christian and it was funny. And she came into the office, you know, a couple Sundays, you know, weeks later, she said, why don't you do this? And I said, I don't even know where to go. Mm -hmm. And that was the end of it. And then I went on a date and he took me to a comedy club and um, I am, um, when in the green room, I, Thea Vidal was on stage right after the show was over. I went in the green room. I was like, wow, I can do this. I know I can do this. And I signed up. And my first time on stage was August 6, 1985. Wow. And so the first person that encouraged me was Reverend Martha Gerling, who um, said to me, I don't ever want to be embarrassed seeing you on TV. Mm. I want you to know where it came from, and I want you to be aware that you are not to be mean and ugly on stage. 
So um, I always like to be pretty. <laughs> so I took it that she said I always looked nice. But um, and I started. She was my first person, and then from Houston, Danny Martinez was the owner of the club. He was very, very encouraging. He was so good for me, and he too said, "You're a petite little, you're a petite little woman. You can't swear." And I didn't. And then I moved mm. to Boston, and in Boston was. Um, a whole different world because I went from little Houston, Texas to Boston, Massachusetts. And of course, when I got there, I got there about a year later and I lied to them and told them I was a middle and I wasn't, I was barely an opener. Uh -huh. but, um, oh, yeah, you know, they didn't have internet back then. No one knew. And um, <laughs> I, no one could chat. And I started doing it. And at that time, a person that was really such a mentor to me was Frank Cinarelli. He actually is a national headliner today. He oh, was so in good. the movie, um, I wish I, I, I'm blanking, but The Sopranos. He was in The Sopranos. I think he, he was oh, wow. in The Sopranos. And to this day, I hold it. So we were we met in Boston. I was at Nick's. He saw me at Nick's and he said, come on, get in the car. I'm going to take you around Boston. And we drove to Stevie D's, which was another big club in Boston. It was a November night. It was chilly. And we pulled up into the parking lot. And he put the car in park and he turned and he said, keep your mouth shut. Let your act do the talking for you. Don't tell anyone who you are or how good you are. Do you get it? I go, yes. And we got out of the car. I went up on. He said, she's new. Put her on. And I went on stage, got off stage. And Stevie D goes, okay, we're going to work you. And I wow. cherish that, and I still do. I still try to keep my mouth shut and let my act do the talking for me. Mm. Then, I worked, then I stopped. I got married, and I stopped doing comedy, and I didn't go back for about 10 years. So it was like I had two different lives as a comic, and going back the second time was so much harder because oh. yeah i already knew about the stand-up i was so afraid that i wasn't going to be funny i was um really you know everybody else had moved on and you know the world changed it's comedy and so going back a second time um you know starting to work back in boston and um i went through toastmasters mm. at that time darren lacroix who had won Mm -hmm. The Toastmasters International World Champion of Public Speaking in 2001. I met up with him because they remembered me when I was a headliner. He was an opening act, and now he's a national top speaker. He won a world award, and we ended up meeting up. And he kind of pulled me through, pulled me back up the ranks again. Mm. And then um, I left again. <laughs> I've had more comebacks. <laughs> Yeah. And then I found um, the Christian Comics Association and I came back in and ironically, Rhonda Corey, I met her at the Christian Comics Association. And she's like, you're from Rhode Island? And I said, I'm from Rhode Island. And we met. And I got to tell you, this time around, yeah, her, she's been a major, um, oh, makes me huge, huge support for me. Mm. Like someone that I can call and go, Wow, I'm struggling. Yeah. And Rhode Island. And then I moved to Florida. 
So right now, I got to honestly say, I don't have a life support in Florida other than the life support like you and Michelle and Rhonda who threw Zoom and stuff like this. But here physically in Florida right now, because I've only been here November, so it's me. Mm. And, and Jesus, literally, I mean, prayer, lots of prayer, lots of doors have been opened, but still to have, I don't have that person that you show up at a club with or Mm -hmm. with or go to lunch with yeah that's it yeah that's a whole that's a whole different situation okay so i want to back up a little bit and then we'll come back to that so you said um you you have you lied and said you were a middle yes i'm a middle child so i can always say that and get away with it and not I mean, oh, I mean, I was, I'm a middle child. I have a, I have a younger brother and a younger sister and an older sister. I'm a middle child. But now I'm guessing because you produce shows, I am guessing that you can, you can feel that out when you have somebody who's coming to you and telling you I'm a headliner. <laughs> I'm a, I've got seven hours of solid material. Like being that person who was in that is, is that been a benefit to you to be able to feel that out? Absolutely. Well, today it's so different because you have video and stuff. And I had a comic say that to me. He called yeah. me up. And said, well, how much time do you have? Go, oh, I can do two hours. I said, where are you doing two hours? Where? Tell me what club is putting you up for two hours. And then I always <laughs> say, how much clean time do you have? And then they go, oh, clean. Huh? I said, yeah, clean. Um, but yeah, you can snip them out. Uh, and then sometimes though I've been burnt, I put someone on stage and then all of a sudden I'm looking and going, all right, 10 minutes into it and they can't do it anymore. They don't mm -hmm. have time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, and, <clears throat> go ahead, Michelle. I was going to say, when you said, uh, when the response was two hours, you're like, where are you doing two hours? And all I thought was, well, you know, Rhonda Corey just got herself a microphone. So she's been doing time in her living room, in oh, the yes. car, in her backyard. So I left her voicemail going, let, just laughing, going, I, the cat's waving her tail. She is not letting, she's not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. your fault. It's Michelle's fault. <laughs> I don't, it's okay What's that the cat's, cat's name? here. What, what's Tigger. 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 about Tigger. Yeah, she's <laughs> Alexa. Play laugh support. Oh, I'm sorry. Tigger, go eat your food. Yeah, I'm like get away from me. She and she usually doesn't. But um, I can't even think of what we're talking oh, about. Rhonda and her microphone in her living room. So so for our so for our listeners, Rhonda Corey's been on our our show before, and we mention her every week or, or you know every episode if we possibly can. But Rhonda has now bought a sound system. <laughs> which is a really good idea to have it so that you can go and set up your own shows and those kind of things and not have to rely on somebody else. Yes, It's good for her. It's not good for Alex, her son, or her husband, John, where she has the sound system set up in her house and she introduces them as they enter the kitchen. Yes. She welcomes yes. in the dinner for the evening. <laughs> she, but we're having a good time watching it. Not her family, but we're having a good time. I've been laughing. La I'm serious. I'm serious. You're going to get in trouble. Really, uh, I'm done. I'm done talking to you. You're a fresh kitty. You're a fresh, fresh kitty. Like, <laughs> look at her. Look at her. She's like, what? Tigger, you want to go for walks? Want to go for a walk? You want to go for a walk? Here, go see. I know what I'll do. What you do is you throw. I got. I got. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> now we're just seeing her tail past the screen. I love this cat. <laughs> 
<laughs> my my son's kitten uh, has walked across his keyboard and there's an off switch on his keyboard and just shut his whole computer down. Yes, yes. She, she she's usually it's weird. She likes voices. Oh. Yeah, Rhonda. I call. I just left her. I I called her up. I called Rhonda. Went to voicemail. And I was like laughing. Go. Ah, I love that. I love it. I love it. I said the one she's in the car with Mike Murray, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Mike Murray. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best video. It is by far. It is one of the funniest videos I've seen a comic put out. Without a doubt, hands yeah. down. Hands down. I said to her, "Keep going, because one of them's going to go viral." It's ice. Yes. Yeah. Funny, it's funny. It's hysterical. Yeah, yeah. you're. Yes, funny is funny. And it, I, I want to go back to what you said. Um, was it Frank? Frank, told, Frank. Yeah. He said to you, "Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Don't let people. Don't let people know how good you are." I'm a. I have a mindset. I and I want to hear your thought of why you think he said that. But I am kind of like that in certain situations where I try to play it low-key set no expectations because then it blows them away even more when they don't have any expectations at all and then you get to have this moment where they're like oh wow like she's she actually can do she's really good at this you know so what why do you think that he had told you just to not say we're not let people know how good you are when you got to that event Coming into Boston as a Boston comic, I came in, you know, I still had the New England accent, which worked. But a lot of times people come in like, oh, I'm really good. I'm funny. Mm -hmm. I can do this. And then they go on stage and they bomb. And for him, he's like, I, I love it. And I think that's a philosophy in life. I do use it now. Mm -hmm. Let your actor the talking for you. I don't need to tell you how funny I am. Give me a spot. But on the other side of the coin, it can be a deterrent because in Florida, no one really knows. Like I was hosting yes. shows and one of the guys, I said to him, all right, I'm going to have you host and I'm going to close out the show. And I could tell, and I'd been doing this for a few months. I had a little room here that I was booking and this is towards the end of the season. And I could see him in the audience and he was like, and I got off the stage, he goes, wow, you're really good. I'm like, yeah, I'm a headliner. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, you know, I wasn't, you know, he and he goes, I, I never booked you because I thought you were just someone trying out comedy and, you know, hosting mm. shows. Mm. So it can be a double-edged sword, but still, I my philosophy is keep your mouth shut, let your act do the talking. Yes. That's yeah. Really yeah. And Michelle that, tells me to keep my mouth shut all the time, yeah. <laughs> but it's not followed with keep. It has nothing to do with the act. You just like to keep your mouth shut. That's not true. That's not okay, true, Michelle. June. I just say, say it in less words. That's all. Say it in less words. Minimize. Minimize. Get down to my size. Bumper sticker. I used to have a boss that would say, give it to me on a bumper sticker. And I always oh, yes. Say, yeah, I got to put you. Can you do me a favor? <laughs> the cat's Listen, fine. I love the cat. I'm fine with the cat. The cat's the not cat. bothering us. We can still hear you. So now, now for our listeners, the cat's tail is just basically making an appearance randomly in front of the camera. It's just waving. We're just like, don't forget but it looked at here. us a minute ago and it has beautiful eyes. It's a it's beautiful green, kitty. green eyes. So, right? so is Tigger your laugh support right now? You yeah. said that you, um, you said now you're in this location, uh, in all seriousness, now you're in this location, you, you've been accustomed to having a group of people being around. So are you, 
how, how are you adjusting to that? And if you, if you know, you know, if someone's listening, that's kind of in that, I, I know several comics that are making moves across country to different locations. Do you have anything right now that you think is working for you or would be advice for people who are going through the same thing? Honestly, faith and prayer, literally mm -hmm. faith and prayer. One of the things I did when I got here, I joined a church right away. So I have a, a, oh. a prayer group and a, uh, prayer based people, you know, Christian, other Christian women. But I got it as a, a, a comedian, it's a different world for us than yes. it is for everyone else. I'm not, no, no, I'm not down at the insurance agency working and working Monday through Friday. You know, I'm schlepping stages and passing out business cards and trying to get people to do comedy shows. So that's what I'm doing. So, um, but my church is important. Um, my other comic friends that that, that <laughs> are from Rhode Island. There's a John Parada. Up, oh, oh, someone's coming in my house, which is fine. Um, John Parada, Johnny Parada. He runs a lot of comedy in Rhode Island. Rhonda works for him too, with him. So a lot of times, there's a lot of midnight calls to John Parada, Mike Cronin, Mike Cronin, who has a a program called Laughter and Hope. So he. I'll, you know, we'll reach out, we'll pray together. If I'm struggling, trying to figure out what am I doing? What's my next step? Yeah. I, I do. I have no problem reaching out saying I'm having struggling today. You know, today I feel alone. And for the most part, I don't because I also did find a bunch of comics here mm -hmm. when I was running my own little comedy show every Sunday night. We would, you know, these people don't even know me. I don't even know if they're Christians. I have no idea. But before the shows, we'd all pray. I would bring them in and we'd stand in a circle and we'd pray. And um, yeah, it's, and then from there, more comics who are Christians started popping up. Mm, yeah. And I, I have a little circle that I can reach out to that I've been booking and that are now starting to book me. Mm. So I do have, and God places the right people in front of you. Yes. And sometimes, sometimes Satan does, and you have to weed him out and you gotta squish him like a bug. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, definitely. Michelle squish loves to like squish bug. bugs, like June bugs. That's her favorite to squish a June <laughs> bug. <laughs> Only tall, tall Kentucky June bugs. That's it. Colson. I'm talking. Blondes <laughs> with a crown on their heads. <laughs> yes, I love that someone just walked in your house, and I'm sure they're like, "What?" what? Yeah, you're like, "Someone's oh, coming to the house." No like, problem. I'm like, yeah, "Just walk in. Just what? walk in." Yeah, that's my. I lock my doors. What do you mean? You're just walking. You just. I mean, I the Florida, in it's fine. Yeah, I live in an over 55 gated community. You got to know the code to get in. Mm. Yeah, mm. when people oh. go, "Can I come see you?" I go, "What's the code?" Mm. So we can narrow down who murders her. That's what we can do. Basically, it's, it's going to be a smaller list of people that would that would. I'm I would put my money on the cat. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. I would yep. guess it's the kitty cat. Yeah, the kitty He's cat. great. Yeah. So, so, so Mary Ellen, uh, as far as I mean, we've heard a couple pieces of advice um, that you've been given. But is there anything that you can think of that maybe someone shared with you? at a certain point that you've held onto, onto. Mm -hmm. throughout that said, this, this is a piece of advice that I'm glad someone gave me. And I would, I would tell someone else in a minute to do this if they were in comedy. Well, one of, there's a couple of things. That's a, a double answer. The first thing was, was the pastor of my church. 
when she said, don't ever embarrass me. Don't hurt yeah. anyone because that's not what your gift is for. Mm. And the second one was when we were at CCA because my entire life, I used to see myself on stage at a church. I always did growing up from the time, I could always see myself there. I never knew what it was. And then when I went to the retreat, all of a sudden he spoke to my heart and said, this is what I mean. It's not, cause I'd say, I'm gonna be on a church. First of all, I'm not good with the Bible. I don't know the big mm -hmm. words. I never remember the verses. You know, someone can quote verses. Yes. I'm like, well, it, I'm gonna paraphrase it. I understand it. But um, it's like, especially today, we were given a gift to make people laugh and comedians are responsible for opening rooms and bringing more comedy because the world is so broken. Mm. Comedy is the only thing in this world that has no prejudice. It, it doesn't matter if you're male or female or black or white or young or old or anything. If mm. you make people laugh, you're healing a little bit of the world at a time. And when I was at CCA, and I don't even know who was speaking, but it was just like, I went, oh, it's not about being famous. It's mm. not about me up there preaching. Because I'd be like, what am I? I can't preach. I'm yeah. not I, I I have a very difficult time as a Christian to say to someone, you know, Jesus told me this or God wants me to tell you. I do. Yeah, I yeah. really struggle with it. So I'm up to pick up, you, we know your past. Yes. You know, what, what, you're, what, what is this? But um, I realized at that point that it wasn't about being famous. It's not about being the most popular or having the best TV shows. It's about one at a time bringing something to the people that are broken or hurt mm -hmm. so they can sit and laugh for an hour or an hour and a half and walk out and say, thank you. You have no idea how much this means to me. You have now my friend Cindy's going, yes, yes. I yeah. Like, amen, amen. And I think that, and as I'm saying it, we talked a little earlier, like, you know, I struggle. And when, it, when I sit on that and I go, you know what? God gave you this talent, God can take it away. But God yes. gave you this talent. He wants you to continue. So whoever is blocking you, just know that the Lord will move him and you will keep going or will move her and you will keep moving forward. And it's not about the money anymore. It's of course, trust me, I look good rich. I don't look good. Yes. Poor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, look at me and my sparkles. I'm all about it. I'm all about it. There is a business end to this, and there definitely is a business mm. side of this that I I pay attention to. But in the long run, I know in my heart of hearts, this is what I'm meant to do. It's what I'm going to do. And um, you know, I look at it and go, I'll go around. I'll go. I'll go up. I'll go around. I'll get through it. And next show you know, next show, next person. And even if I'm standing in line and talk to someone and come out with something and make them laugh, I go, thank you, God. This mm. is, it's not mine. And for a long time in the beginning, I used to think it was mine. When I first started comedy, yeah. I was, um, I didn't really have that piece attached to who I am. It was more, it's about me. I'm good. I'm going to make it. I'm going to be a superstar. Yes. And then when I left, that's when God said, oh, we got to fix this. Hold on. Let me wash you and wring you out mm. and, and just take, make your blood. Oh, okay. Now here's the reason you're doing it. Mm. I'm like, oh, I see now.
you know, you ask for patience and he'll make sure he gives you such a struggle so you learn patience. Mm. So, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So many people ask for that. Oh, I want patience. I want, here's more problems. Mm -hmm. Here's more problems. more problems. Go stand in this yeah. line. Humility. Yeah. Make me humble. He did. He made me humble. I, wow. um, you know, there's a side of it. One of the times I quit was because there was a crisis in my family and I had to take on four children. And whoo, children will make you humble. Yes, right? they will. <laughs> they didn't care. It was funny. They wasn't interested in my mm -hmm. headshots or my promo nope. or I'm supposed to be at Nick's or I got to travel. No, they were like, you need to be here now, present and accountable. Mm. Mm. That's good. Which is not a bad idea, just period. Kids are no kids. Making sure that you do have somebody in your life yeah. that helps keep you grounded and humble, regardless of it, you know, and just having that focus on um, keeping the main thing, the main thing, because we can get so wrapped up in our value is in how funny we are, or our value mm. is in if we pack out the room, and then we devalue the people who are sitting in our audience, because there's not enough of them. Oh, well, you're only mm. valuable in this room if there's 150 of you, but not the two people who happen to show up you know, Ooh, yes. and we, yeah. And we can get so, so wrapped up in that. I've watched Michelle. Michelle is the queen of just making funny wherever she goes of making, you know, if it's possible to make the cashier at Walmart smile or the, the person pumping gas beside her giggle, or even hold hostage people at the grand Canyon who didn't ask for comedy, but because they're there decided you all are going to listen to what I do. <laughs> While you sit there and catch your breath, listen to me. On this day, I do it. I was on, I had to call Microsoft. I had a problem with my account and it went from one to another to another. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the phone for probably an hour. And um, you, and I, and I'm, as I'm doing, I'm taking my notes and I'm figuring out what I'm doing. So we get to tech support. And I said, you know, first customer service goes, okay, we get your problem. We're going to connect you to Susie to make sure that the account is good. All right, next, we went to another level of customer support. Then we go to tech support. And tech support, she's like, uh, your name? Okay, here's your number. We'll call you back within now to 24 hours. I'm like, like it was complete stuff, tech support. All right, done. Two minutes later, the phone rings and it's tech support. And I said, oh, I got to figure it out. Oh, you're not going to call back the people you don't like right away. You got to call back the people you like. And the guy starts laughing. <laughs> I said, I got to I said, oh, you go, you figure your own problem out. And he's laughing. And he, by the time we were done, because now it's pretty much an easy fix. And he said, you know, you made my day, Mary. I said, you know what? That's what I'm supposed to do. I said, I'm a comedian. You can go to my YouTube channel anytime you want. <laughs> Log on. I said that. And he, and he kind of said to me, he's like, yeah, we, we, you know, you're hot and you're mad. We're not talking to you. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, and I, I try to do that when someone calls or if I have to call into customer service for anything, mm. I try to go, all right, listen, this one's going to be fun. You know, because... <laughs> I don't call if I'm mad. I won't make that phone call if I'm mm. struggling. I'm like, ah, I can't do it. I wait. I'm like, I'm going to call them when I'm nice because if you're nice, they're going to talk to you. Yeah. You know, I used to work in customer support and I'd say to them, the louder you get, the stupider I'm going to get. So if I were you, I'd get quiet because <laughs> you, need me, 
I used to say that all the time, the louder you get, the stupider I'm getting. Again, things that Michelle say to me all the time. <laughs> Wait, are you just saying I say stupid things? Wait, June, no, that was me so louder I get. <laughs> Yeah. There goes those blonde jokes. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Well, Michelle, what do you think about it, sis? Okay, so I have I have a couple of questions, uh, Mary Ellen. I want to know one: Have you um, written a book? No, I want to. I, I'm, I'm terrible. Uh, I'll read it, and then my kids will read it, and that's why you have to also read it um, on YouTube so we can watch it, and you know. Because that be very important. Like, one of the things I would like to write about, if I do, I'm, I'm first of all, the right now I'm building this business and I'm overwhelmed. It's like oh, sometimes yeah. you're like people like I go, I'm still working on the material, but if I do get to a point, I would like to write about the five years with the four children. About yes, yeah. changed me. Yeah, but that'd be good. Funny and poignant and good, yes. and I do. I write all the time. I literally mm. write, um, like if I'm home, I write, I have journals and they're all mm. in my computer and it's literally just pulling it together. And I know everyone says, a book, a book, a book. Mm. I go, unless I really know I'm gonna be pretty on that picture. No, I'm only kidding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with your skirt. There's so many and I, I, right now, I'm more, I know I need to do it. I know I need to do mm. it, but I'm just not ready. Yeah. And when you're ready, God will let you know. And the thing yeah. is that we are storytellers. That's what comedy yeah. is. We get to share these stories. But when you're on stage, we're sharing the funny. Right. And a lot of times we're not able to share like the experience that you had with the children. Um, you're not the only person who's gone through that. But the thing is, a lot of times people feel like they were the only person who went through it. And so when there's something written that they can relate to and they can find humor and they can see the healing and the struggles and the ups and the downs that you went through, that can be huge. That can really touch hearts. And sometimes, as Cindy said, who's going to be reading this book? You know, I've been I've been writing for quite a while. And at one point I asked God that question and he said, what's it matter? This is between you and me. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you, writing has been healing. It's helped me with forgiveness. It's helped me with processing some things that I didn't even know was still there. And so um, I think book, no book, whatever, what you're doing through comedy right now, you know, it's it's take each day, uh, one day at a time. Right. And when you get there, you'll get there. But in the in-between, keep doing what you're doing, Mary Ellen. Keep pe making people laugh. You bring a joy to people's lives. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's something that broke down walls for your neighbor, who has admittedly said that she, she doesn't let anybody and everybody in their life. But there's something about you. And I truly believe it's that spirit of joy and comedy that's in you that makes people want to be close to you. Don't you think, Michelle? Absolutely. Well, Right back to you, too. It's not just, I feel that way with you when I met you both. First of all, I met Michelle through, what's her name? Oh, Rena? What's that? Rena? What's that card? There it is. Oh, there it is. There it is. Rhonda Corey. Rhonda Corey. Rhonda Colson Corey. And I'll tell you, she 
when I met her through you and I met her through you, you know, mm -hmm. like affects like, and I feel that way with you. When I went to that event, I felt so comfortable being there. I felt, you know, I've been in secular comedy clubs yes. with secular comedians who right before you go on stage decide to claw at you. And you're like, yes. that yeah. was mean, that was mean. But yeah. to be in a room with a bunch of comedians who are all encouraging, because I always believe Carrie Louise Carter, who was huge today, was my opening act. And when my going away party, she came out from New York to go to my going away party to get up and say, here's a woman that has always encouraged other women, who's wow. always been helpful and opened the doors for so many women. And that was the good thing when I went back to comedy, because I was always like, sure, if you're funnier than me, I like it even better. Yes. But you're going to help me. And yeah. the better you are, the better we all are. Together we rise, together. I don't mm. ever get jealous of other, I have. I have in the past. I've looked and went, Ugh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Corey with that microphone bit. I was like, ah, <laughs> oh, oh, I love it. <laughs> and, but, you know, it's, it's really good. But I go, I think that if we all know that it's a gift from God, he controls it. He manages it. He puts the people in our lives. And all we need to do is walk and shine, like literally go walk and shine. And, you know, I do have oh, tons of new material and, and a whole new life to go. It's it's my time. It's only me now. I don't have to worry yes. about raising kids. I don't have to worry about anybody else that now it's my turn. Wow. Yeah. Well, man, that's a great way to wrap this episode of the Laugh Support Up. Just walk and shine. I absolutely love it. Mary Ellen, we so appreciate you being on the show. Friends, if you want to check Mary Ellen out, you can go to maryellendpetrillo.com. That's D-E-P-E-T-R-I-L-L-O.com on Facebook and Mary Ellen D. Petrillo Comedy. Um, yeah. And, and, so what we want you guys to do is definitely follow Mary Ellen, uh, watch her YouTube videos. And uh, if you want to see the kitty cat and all of the things <laughs> that were happening, my amazing gown and the fun that we've had on here today, you can actually watch this podcast as well as listen to it on all of the podcast platforms. You can watch us on the Creative Motion Network on Roku TV. You can see us on YouTube and on Vimeo. So Mary Ellen, thank you so much for being here today. We're going to scoot you to the green room again. Michelle and I are going to wrap this episode up, but don't go away. We'll give you a proper goodbye. All right, Michelle Van Dusen, this is why I love this show. You never know what's going to happen. You didn't know that I was going to do the quick change into the ball gown and that we were going to nope. have a professional ballroom dancer make an appearance. We had that a was kitty amazing. cat. We've, we've, we've talked about single swim club. This has been a little bit of everything. And you never Just know what you're going to get on the last support podcast. <laughs> I, love, I oh, absolutely, this was I absolutely fun. love it. This was fun. All right, y'all. <laughs> that's it for this episode of the Laugh Support Podcast. As always, Jesus and Junebug loves you. Michelle, tell us something good before we leave. Uh, it might sound strange, but mice actually live longer in labs than they do in the wild. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs>